suppose you, I would clap at the end. <laughs> Maybe you can. Right, morning, everyone. It's really good to be back together. Can we just thank the band and Jack and the band for leading us so well this morning, guys? You did a great job. Um, hear my heart in this gateway. Well done. I for contributing, and it's not about whether you speak into the mic or not, that really isn't the point, but just being willing and saying, yeah, we want to build each other up and strengthen one another in faith and encourage each other and use gifts. The body, blessing the body is such an encouragement. Let's keep pursuing that. Let's keep going after that. Um, And I want us to grow in that as a people. I want us to be a people where we have such a freedom to say, come on, God's doing this. We see that in the New Testament as as prophets prophesy and it builds a body and the body respond and weigh that and it strengthens us. And I want us to be a people who eagerly, eagerly desire to, um, to use the gifts, even as we gather like this, to strengthen ourselves in faith, to um, allow God to speak to us. So that's fantastic. Thank you, guys. Um, we do not have very long. I'm just wondering what to do. Um, we had a great time away last weekend at Fusion. If you, if you went to Fusion, why don't you just stand up quickly? It'd be fascinating to see how many of us were there. Oh, there was a lot from the east. Well done, east. They outshone you, west. Right, you're, you're welcome to sit down. Um, uh, we had a great time. I, I think God really used it. You know, our heart as we were going was saying we want to go and spend time together as community, building community, um, just spending time enjoying one another's company, and I really felt that God blessed us in that, that there was a great heart, a great, um, just seeing people cross and meet one another and sit down and talk and have fun. And I, I'm undefeated at table tennis. That was a highlight. Um, I lost the rounders. Um, but it was just so much fun. And I really felt that it was a significant moment for us as a community. And throughout the weekend, particularly towards the end, um, I had numbers of people saying, what's the plan for next year? What are we doing next year? We've got to do something next year. And that evening when we got home on Tuesday evening, Emma said to me, if we're going to do something next year, we better get on and do it. And last Friday, we had a day together as a team, um, um, as elders, and we just um, do that every term, just get together to pray and just pursue God and um, look at the next season of Gateway for us and um, believe God for the promises that he's got for us. And we just were reflecting on fusion and just agreeing it was a great time together. And the, the question came up, we're going to do something next year. And in our hearts is, was absolutely, yes, we need to. So put it in your diaries. Um, May bank holiday, end of May next year, Fusion 2.0. We don't know what we're going to call it. Who knows? Um, but we just felt it was so important and such a key moment for us that we want to gather together as a community, just us as Gateway, to find somewhere to go off together, to, um, again, just have time to enjoy each other's company and get to know each other and have that time just to spend with God too, um, encountering him. So please put it in your diaries. We will um, be communicating a lot because it's going to take a lot more organization if it's us sorting it for us. Um, at Fusion, um, a good friend of ours, there were many people from all over the world that came um, to be part of it with us. And it's great to just um, meet friends from across the nation. That we're, we're connected to something much bigger than just here in Swindon. We're part of something global across the nations of the world. And Steve Oliver, who leads our family of churches, he's, he's gathered a team from across the nations, his global team as it's called. Um, and 
so there were many friends who came from across the nations to, to Fusion. And it's great to connect with them again and see some of them. And one of, those, one of the people who's part of Steve's team is a guy called Brian, who is here this morning. Brian, stand up. I'll bring you up in just a second. Um, Brian Assay is from Montana. I'll let him just introduce himself in a moment. I got to know Brian on Steve Oliver's farm in South Africa, gosh, just over 18 months ago or so. Um, Steve just gathered a group of leaders from across the churches, and I got to know Brian there. And I just, I love this guy, and his heart, and his um, passion for the church, and for leaders, and people to grow in God, and be released in who they are, and and we met again um, January last year when we went when we were in India, and Brian and his wife Margaret were there, and I just felt these are great people, and there's just a sense of friendship, and God does that in His kingdom, doesn't He? He joins friendships, He joins hearts, and and so when Brian was coming over for fusion, he said, "Can I just come and spend some day, um, some time with you guys as a family, and just come and visit Gateway?" And so we were. Absolutely, you can. So Brian's just spent a few days with us. Um, I'd love Brian. Brian, why don't you come up? Let's welcome Brian. I just said to him. I just said to Brian, come and introduce yourself. Have a freedom to. If you want to take the rest of the morning, you go for it. We've got to get on the road to the east in a bit, though. But. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> um, so go for it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm looking at the clock today, and I'm thinking, how is he supposed to be across town speaking in 15 minutes? But I'm going to be with him, so it should be pray for us. I think that in watching today, I'm, in, I'm impressed that you probably are among some of the most obedient people in the world. Because as a church, you must be strikingly obedient. Because in the very beginning, God said, be fruitful and multiply. And you have so many little children here. You guys are obeying God. And I... <laughs> I commend you for that. I love the, the pram park over here. It's really impressive. I think, um, you know, they should have special refreshments and such for these people over here. Because they're doing the work of the kingdom. They're, they're multiplying. So you can take over the earth if you keep doing this, people. Um, I bring you greetings from the regions beyond churches in Northwest America. Washington, Idaho, Montana and uh, hopefully many more other places in the days to come. We are uh, just getting together, really. We're, we don't know each other really well, but we've all kind of been drawn by the light of regions beyond. And for my wife and I particularly, we've, we've just seen our lives take on a completely different spectrum of color, truthfully, by being with regions beyond and meeting all of you. I can say after spending a few days with your pastor and his wife and children that... Um, I haven't seen anything that should disqualify them from continuing to lead. They, uh, they seem to be really nice people at home and not just when they're pretending here with all of you. Um, I, I really, when Colin and I first met, we did. It just was a heart thing. And I, I, I knew that I would just like to get to know this guy better and see if maybe my wife and I could be an encouragement to them and in the process an encouragement to you. So uh, I just say, keep up the good work. I, I have been impressed with the church that I've seen in England on this trip. Very impressed. And the, when I saw the group of people gathered in Fusion, I didn't see just a ridiculously generous group of people, but you are ridiculously generous. 
which is not the impression people have of England. <laughs> I am impressed, and I've been impressed with the servant's heart that, I, that I've seen exhibited in the church as well. So I commend you for that. I think God likes what he sees here. And I want to encourage you. I think in England, you're on the edge of something magnificent. And maybe, maybe the news and even the demographics and the statistics may stand a, a little bit in front of you and mock you and, and press up against you. But I'm telling you, God is, is, has, is finding of a group of very willing and courageous people here in England. And, and I believe he's about to breathe in a very significant way upon you and upon what you're doing in this nation. And I think you're going to see the nation open up to you and to the gospel in the days to come. And I'm not talking about 10 years from now. I'm talking about we're on the edge of it. So keep being generous. Keep being nice. Love one another. As the scripture says, that's how they will know. Those who are outside, that's how they will know that we are Christ's disciples is because the way that you love one another. This is m tremendous on my wife and I in our hearts. In this day, if, if I had another hour to yell at you, I would yell at you until you believed that really your call today on this earth is to love one another like you've never loved before. So with that, God bless you, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Brian. I, um, I'm not going to preach this morning because there's only a few minutes and I'll get stuck and we'll land badly and it'll be painful for everyone. Um, so just to say this morning I, I was going to preach and I'll preach it next week and we'll sort out what we do with the, what was going to be next week at another point. But um, on being a generous people um, and at Fusion there was an offering taken up for um, as Steve Oliver loves to do. He loves to tap pockets and say, come on, give generously. And there was just this, this moment on Steve, Ol Steve Oliver um, did a session on the Sunday evening, I think. And, um, and he said, look, I believe we need to go for this figure. This is what God's put in my heart. And when I heard it, I have to say, I totally didn't believe it. I was like, what? Yeah, Steve has a way of doubling and then trebling figures. And, um, and I... In that moment, I just was like, really? Really, God? And so the morning of the offering came round, and um, everybody gave. And that evening, they announced the, the offering total. And Steve had said, I feel that God wants us to shoot for £250,000. And this was a conference or a gathering of 1,500 adults and kids or so. And, and so maybe you can see why I was a bit like, Really? And so this, we took up the offering, and that evening, they did the game with the numbers, you know, where you scroll it and shift the decimal point across, and everybody's not quite sure what's going to happen, and feeling slightly awkward, have we fallen far short? And £240,000 was given to advance the kingdom, to plant churches, to um, release leaders, to um, give to the poor, and it was just an astounding moment. And I think one of the things that I reflected on in that moment in terms of a generous heart was that Steve was asking us as a people to do something that he's only done himself before. 
And that what he and Heather in their own lives, in their own story, have modeled over and over again. And he said, come on, guys, I want you to emulate me as I emulate Christ. And it was just one of those moments when I, when I felt a real conviction of, wow, okay, God, you, you've got all the resource we need for this. That is not a problem. But you ask for people who are faithful and generous. And, and I, I felt in that moment, as I was even thinking about today and just um, what it looks like to be a generous people, I felt a conviction in my heart of, I want us to be a people who embody generosity. So when Brian is saying, we're a generous people, even in this nation, I feel we should receive that. I feel we should not just kind of go, yeah, what does that mean? Fine, that's nice. God has called us to incredible kingdom exploit. He's called us to this incredible mission that is going to require huge amounts of generosity, both in time and finance, and people willing, just like... Mark and Jackie and Simon and Fee and as Donna's doing and many across us are doing in all different ways. are saying, yep, I'll go. I'll, I'll give up this. I'll give up that comfort. I'll go and follow where God's leading. And it's not a, a leadership issue, but, but it's for us as a people to become increasingly generous. And I just thought it was an outstanding moment. What a privilege to be part of a generous people. And so next week, I want to come and say, what does it look like? I want to call us th- that we would see it as a, as a privilege and as a as an encouragement to, to grow in generosity in the days ahead. There's some things we want to do in the, um, in the coming month. We want to take up an offering of our own for um, Swindon. We, as a team, we've been saying we need to, we need to do an offering again. It's not, it's not because we have to, but it's because we get to. And actually, the process of giving releases our hands from holding on tightly to our own resource and self-sufficiency as people which we are so prone to do, aren't we? And we want to be a people who are generous. And as we've been talking about, where are we going to give? We want to take up an offering that we are literally going to give it away. It's nothing to do with gateway. We want to take up an offering to give away, to bless others. Um, so we want to give part of this offering to Burundi to buy a piece of land. So as Don has told the story of Burundi, you will have heard about the people in Chirama, the people who literally have no home, no land, no, no place, are living under plastic sheets and rubble. Um, are living in the dust, and there's an opportunity to buy a piece of land to, um, that they can begin to farm their own land, have a home. I'm, hear my heart, this is a journey we're on, and we, wanna, we want to use this piece of land that they can begin to build homes of their own, places that are safe, places that provide security for them, places that give them dignity and lift them from the, the rubble, the dust of the earth, and say, no, you, you're seated with princes, you have dignity and value. And I feel such a sense of commitment to these people that we want to do what we can to, to bless them, to carry them in our hearts. And it looks like being generous to them. It looks like out of the resources that God has given us of blessing those guys intentionally, of saying we want to, we want to, we want to do our part to, to bless you, to shower God's kindness and goodness on you. I was just reading in 1 Corinthians um, 6, is it when it says, out of the comfort that God has shown you, comfort others. And just thinking, boy, one of the, uh, there's a guy, Paul Simpson, from South Africa, who was um, preaching on the last evening, and he said, one of the dangers, it's interesting when Brian says, I could shout at you, love one another. It's interesting when you have people come from outside with different perspectives, seeing our churches through different lenses. It's interesting, the perspective and edge, and you want to hear what, what men and women say as they have a perspective on us that's different from our ourselves and they're saying come on you need to love one another 
And Paul, on his message at the end, his last point was, the danger for the church in the UK is comfort. It's pursuing comfort. What will keep the church from being um, pioneering, having a radical edge to it, of getting hold of what God's doing in these days is that we are a people who are satisfied with comfort like the world and that we don't look any different. And I, I heard that and I thought, yeah, that is our danger. And God has given us so much. And out of that, we have to bless others and comfort others. And, and giving away is a way to do that. So we want to give to Burundi. We also want to give to Swindon. And as we've been thinking about this, there's a number of area, two areas in particular one of which is our relationship with Dawkins School, where the guys in the Easter meeting um, this morning. And we have a really um, great growing relationship with Dawkins, with the head Cheryl, who's part of Gateway East. Um, and there's just an open door. And as hopefully you know, Al has just been on Monday mornings through exam season with a group of um, people gathering just to pray for the students, pray for the school um, through this exam season, that God will bless them. They, they're, they're facing lots of challenges as a school. And we just really feel our hearts connected with this school. And um, we said, wouldn't it be great if we could not just pray for these guys, but if we could support them? They're a school who are tr- struggling financially. We said, why don't we just part of our offering, let's just bless a school. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, Al phoned Cheryl, the head, and said, Cheryl, we want to take up an offering. Um, we're going to take up an offering in a few weeks. And we want to just use part of that to bless you. Is there anything we could do? And immediately she said, oh, actually, we've, we were talking the other week. We'd love to create a fund for disadvantaged students who can't afford to go on school trips, um, who can't afford to, to go with the other students. She's, and she said, we, we said we'd start this fund, and yet we've got nothing to put in it. And so in that moment, Al said, that's great. It's, it's going to look something like that then. If, we, if that's what your heart is, we'd love to bless you in that. And I think what a great thing. We care about education. We care about what Dawkins School cares about. We care about what Cheryl cares about, about young people's formation, growing up with dignity and worth and value and knowing that they are loved. And, and so we want to do something like that to bless the school. Also, many of you will, just with this, I'll finish. Many of you will have heard um, over the last few weeks of just the challenge that Swindon Christian Community Projects has faced. Um, they run Food Bank and Renew. And SCCP has made the decision to close um, for a number of reasons. It's, there's been press releases and that, so you can go and find out about it. And it means, along with that, that Food Bank is closing um, imminently, as it is under the Trussell Trust. There's still a, a team of people who are wanting to serve that. There's six tons of food next door in that warehouse that we still want to be able to use to um, serve the town Um, to serve those who are struggling to feed their families and themselves. And so there's a massive desire for this to continue. Um, Whether it's called Food Bank or not in the future isn't the point. But both in the town, from the council's perspective, they're saying, come on, we've got to keep this going. There's such a need within this town. The the men and women who volunteered for years and years are saying, come on, we need to keep this going. And as churches together, as Good News for Swindon, as we've met as a team, and Nigel's been involved with Tom looking at how we can move forward, we're saying we, our passion is to keep this going. And we're looking at how can we help as churches? How can we step up? And part of the way we, when we were talking as, about this offering, we were saying we don't know the challenges that this is going to face in the days ahead, but we were saying part of this offering, we'd love to just be able to get a pot of money that as it faces challenges um, in the days ahead, feeding the town, that we've got a pot of money that we can lean into and that we can use to help 
feed um, people in Swindon. And so we want to um, take up an offering, a part of the offering, to be able to do that. And if, if Food Bank rises from the ashes, or if there's a new, um, in the days ahead, a new iteration of Food Bank, that we could say, look, we've got this pot of money, we want to bless you with it. And, um, but I, I feel that we need to care about these things. And we want to be a people who are active, and, and not just kind of going, isn't it a shame? No, God's blessed us. Let's stand and serve and love the town that we're part of. And so the total we want to shoot for is £30,000 to um, fuel these things. And I've got real faith for that. I feel that as soon as we began talking about it, I just, yep, let's do that. Let's go for it. I know that some of you are at Fusion and you probably right now thinking, hey, we've just given. Great, you get to do it again and lead the way. Um, and, but we want to be a people who are giving away. I just, I won't say this next week, so I'll say it this week. But just so you know, last year, you remember that we, over the last two years, we'd given away Simon and Fiona to Biggin Hill and the kids. We gave away Mark and Jackie to the Isle of Wight. We then gave away all the guys in the East as we multiplied out. And it was a real season of of giving away. And there's a cost to that. There is always a cost. And we felt some of the cost, just relationally, just the dynamics, some of the pressures we felt. And that's real, and we can't pretend it isn't. But the principle of the kingdom is as you give, God blesses. As you give, God provides. And there's a great book, um, if you like reading, a book by a guy called J.D. Greer. And it's called Gaining by Losing. And I think it's just such a great title. That as you give away, that God raises up, he releases, he provides. And just outstandingly, we haven't really talked about giving at all over the last year. It really hasn't featured in our public talking. We haven't preached on it particularly. Um, Haven't really communicated much about finances. But over the last financial year, so from August 27th, sorry, April 2017 through to April 2018, as we gave... Our income grew by 13.5% as a church. I think that is outstanding. I think that is, I just want to say, well done. Thank you. That's amazing. And it has actually enabled us to, uh, to step into some of the next um, um, decisions we need to make and things we need to put in place as a church to help us continue to grow and multiply. Um, and so off the back of that, we've decided to give ourselves another two years of a stretch budget. We're saying there's things God has called us to. There's things that we need to make a decision that it's a step change moment. We need to rise up. We need to say, come on, we've got to stretch ourselves in this that we can become who God's called us to be. And so we want to go again. We want to say, come on, Gateway, there's so much God has called us to do. And so we want to communicate more of what that looks like into um, the next term in September, where God's leading us, what it's going to look like, the opportunity before us. But I just want to say, Gateway, thank you so much. It's not we need to become a generous people. We are a generous people. But boy, can we grow still in generosity. And can we grow in loving giving away and loving to bless others and that God releases our hearts. So I'm going to say, why do we give? What does it look like next week? We'll come back. We'll look at the scriptures. We'll dig into that. Can we just stand and pray for a moment? I am just this morning as we, I'm going to drop a bombshell and then, no, it's not really a bombshell. And then the team can pick up. I am... All morning, and actually, in fact, all yesterday, I just felt like God's saying there's people here who are to respond to his love. People here who are to receive his offer of new life, life that's true life, of receiving Jesus as both Lord and Savior. And I just want to give you an opportunity. Maybe this morning you're here, 
And maybe you've been coming for a season, maybe this is your first morning with us, and you say, I, I have no idea what's going on here, but I'm intrigued. I, who is Jesus? I'm intrigued. There's something about this one that you're saying has risen from the dead that has piqued my interest this morning. In fact, as I was just thinking and praying and reflecting on this over the last 24 hours in particular, I feel that there's um, two guys, and I don't know who you are, but two guys where there's a, a, a resistance to surrendering to Jesus Christ. And you want to, but it's the cost of surrendering. Jesus invites us, come, follow me, and die to yourself. And there's a surrendering to God. And I just feel that there's two men in particular here who... God is saying, come on this morning, come and encounter life that is true life. Come and meet the life giver. Come and receive adoption into his household as a child of the living God. Sin can be forgiven. And so I want to invite you, if that's you this morning, that you would come and encounter Jesus. Just wonder if we could have the band back up to lead us in a song of worship. And then there was a couple of others who who I felt have been for a season of time, a long time, I mean, multiple years, have just said, I am nowhere with God right now. I am nowhere with God. And I feel this morning God wants to invite you home again and say, come on, come and lay, your, come and lay yourself down before me again. Come and receive a ring and a robe and, and I want I, to celebrate over you. I want to enjoy you again. I want you to enjoy me again. I want this relationship to be alive and living with you. And I just want to invite you, if that's you this morning, just as the band lead us, following Jesus is always a risk. There is always a cost. It's not a private thing, it's a public thing. We, we publicly declare that he is Lord and Savior. And I'd love to just invite you, if that's you this morning, would you come and respond? It's not there's anything magic about the front at all, but just taking a step, taking a moment to come and say, Jesus... You're my Lord. I I don't actually care what other people think of me right now. I want to know you. I want to know you, the life giver. I want to come and respond to you. And so will you do that just as we close in worship?